It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky in line at the deli. I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Alrighty, here we go. Uh, this is the Travis Neville Podcast. My name is Travis Neville. Uh, I had a really cool experience. I've been doing so much uh, trying to kind of market and uh, get my information out there to support the new book. Um, this is just a paper cutout, but I think it looks cool. I'm excited about the cover design. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, through that process, I had somebody ask me to be on my show. Um, which was a really cool compliment because, you know, I'm not that big. I don't have a ton of followers and all that shit. But uh guy's name's Jake Savicki. He runs a clothing company, and he's also a baseball coach. Um, so we talked coaching and, and all this cool stuff. It was really cool. Like, I kind of skipped a step in the story. He asked to be on my show, and I'm like, I really don't know how to do that, like how to do a Zoom and record it. And so I had to figure that out. And he's like, I'll help you, man. And so we... <laughs> Anyway, I figured out how to do that. This guy's in in like in like Carlsbad, California. Um, you know, it's like down by San Diego, and uh, coaching baseball and and doing biz- making business moves, and and uh, trying to be the best man he can be. And uh, it's just, it was an awesome conversation. What a compliment to have a man like that. Um, you know, say, hey, man, I'd like to be on your show. So we figured it out and uh we had a nice conversation. We talked for almost two hours. I'm gonna play the whole thing for you here if you you know you want to hear the whole thing. Um and then uh yeah just enjoy. Cool guy. He, I uh I'll put up some graphics here on how to get a hold of his uh TikTok page. It's it's hilarious. <laughs> it's it's hilarious. Especially if you have ever coached or really been into any kind of athletics. He posts all kinds of things about sports and and uh people go nuts for it. So uh, check out Jake Savicki on TikTok and on Instagram, and uh, here's our conversation. You guys have a great day. That's just ten guys, huh? Yeah. So tell me, dude, uh, what what uh, what do you do? Everything you post is about baseball. I, I've taken it from what I'm picking up that you must coach. Obviously, you were a player yourself. I watched you toss a couple balls and hit them like it was nothing. So you must have played, and uh, yeah. now you're now you're coaching. What's the story there? I played a little bit. I um, I was uh, played at a junior college up north in top of California, Shasta College. Mm-hmm. And then um, out of there, long story short, everybody's got their sob story. Had a got a full ride to a D two in New Mexico, 
and by chance I have a small heart condition that's whatever it is what it is nothing crazy but that was one of the highest altitude schools in the nation oh that's no fuck <laughs> of all shit. The schools yep yeah. yep so I call I think it was two days before I left for school the doctor the doctor had a had a physical and he's like okay your heart's not gonna be able to take the everyday exercise and activity up there it's you know, to play baseball at that kind of risk, is it worth it? I'm like, obviously not. I mean, <laughs> yeah. so many different options. And then uh, came home because that was, well, I was already home, but ended up not leaving. And it was two days before the semester started at all these schools and um, just kind of ended up getting a job in, in the meantime as a at a batting cage. And then long story short, 12, 12 years later, here I am, I, uh, I'm the head coach at Carlsbad High in California, baseball. So, All right, man. So you're a high school coach. That's, this is a thing that's near and dear to my heart. I don't know if you picked up on this, but I coach I high did, school football. Yeah, so that's a big yeah. deal for me. Um, you know, if you dig real deep, you'll see that there's been some drama. But, you know, obviously I'm still involved with the program. Yeah. My role is just a little bit different now, uh, which is fine. Actually, yeah, I saw when that. I, yeah. I, can, I can relate to not the situation, but the a full understanding that there's always a little microscope and somebody angry enough to find things and send them somewhere and <laughs> yeah and that's I'm, on my end I mean uh, you know obviously that's a little embarrassing initially but uh, my initial you know my f- first concern was hey I've got a such good relationships with these coaches you know and in the high school I'm, I, I'm at is, is very big there's there's 30 high school football coaches it's really big it's division one here yeah. what we call it in Michigan which is as high as as big as it gets and uh and then of course all the kids and and I mean there was no lack of support there so as long as I have those relationships I kind of I'm good, mm-hmm. but the, uh, you know, the idea of going through something difficult, like you just shared, uh, the, the challenges mm-hmm. that you had physically to get through, through baseball, it is what it is. I mean, you, that's what makes you who you are without sounding cliche as hell. Um, I've made a lot of mistakes, but I'm still yeah. grinding and, and there you are. So, um, tell me about the high school, uh, experience for you. I mean, is it different? I guess you wouldn't know. I mean, What's California like, man? I guess that's the biggest thing for me. What's the political situation mm-hmm. out there? Because what we hear it's, here in the Midwest is that, uh, like, Los Angeles is basically, um, you know, like, escape from L.A. at this point. <laughs> like, it's pretty mm-hmm. messed up. Yeah. What's going on out there? Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's not easy, that's for sure. And there's uh, – it's everywhere. You know, I, I know I know all the coaches around here. And, you know, whether it's uh, – there's obviously – this is San Diego, so there's – Oh, okay. You're for the south. The school, yeah, a little south. So there's school. We're, I'm like, Carlsbad is about 30 minutes north of like downtown San Diego, and then okay. probably about two hours maybe from like LAX. So lower than LA, tiny bit higher than uh, San Diego. But you know, it's it's the same everywhere, regardless. I mean, there's schools here with tons of money, and with that comes tons of politics. And then there's schools and with parents, yeah. Yeah, and then there's schools with no money, and and they have the same issues, probably just not as much. So, it, it's been a definite. Uh, people ask me all the time, like, "Oh, you coach baseball?" I'm like, "No, nah, I'm just a social worker. I just, uh, <laughs> I just, yeah, I just make people, you know, say the right things." And and the good part about it for me is that there's obvious times where you have to be that guy and you have to say the right things. But mm-hmm. um, I I just kind of stopped. I got <laughs> you'll you'll appreciate this. I had a guy. You know, when I got the head job, I was here for two years as the assistant. Mm-hmm. And I'm a big believer in, like, life guides you where you're supposed to be as long as you're, like, putting in the work. And, and, you're, and you're open to it, right? You're not and closing you're doors on yourself. Yeah. Finding out. yeah, so I, I 
coached the travel ball team for a couple of years. And I had a guy um, when that ended, it was just like a 14 year old team that was there for maybe a year before they went to high school. And I co- that was at the batting cage. Somebody called in and asked, can anyone there coach a team? I said, yeah, I'd never coached in my life. And like, yeah, sure. No idea what I was doing, but this guy ended up being, um, I didn't even know who it was calling in, but he was the, um, his dad was part owner of the Padres. And then he, yeah, kind of nice. He, his dad and his brother, they owned like a vitamin supplement shop, whatever, like a, but vitamins, not like workout supplements, just vitamin shop. And they concocted the, they made the, uh, energy portion of monster energy drink. I feel like there's some money attached to that, Jake. <laughs> yeah, they, you know, this guy was at the time he was 37 retired because him, his dad and his brother sold it for 200 million and split the money probably a little more to dad and some of the sons and they were he was done. So, yeah. Coolest guy you would never know, but anyways, sort of doing that and then another guy on the team once it ended, he was an insurance guy and I had nothing really going on at the time. He's like, "Why don't you come work with me?" and so this is where it lines up. I did. It was probably worked with him for like four months. He had been in the industry forever, making three, four hundred thousand a year in insurance. And for me at twenty three, I'm like, sounds nice to me. Let's yeah, it sounds good. I mean, I know it doesn't it doesn't go as far in California as that would here in Michigan, but yeah, a lot of money. yeah. But so I was I was into that, and that took me maybe two months to just absolutely hate it. And this guy took care of me too. Like I made more money with him than I did anywhere, and at that up to that point, and I was sitting there one day in the office, I'm like. Frank, I fucking hate this so much. I fucking hate it. He's like, I know, I can tell. Yeah. He goes, you need to get out of here and go coach or do something that you like. He goes, I, I just wanted to give you an avenue and there's nothing wrong with exploring it and realizing it's not your thing. He goes, look at me. He goes, I'm 52 and I'm fucking miserable. He goes, I, yeah. <laughs> I hate this. So he goes, just get out of here. So I go down in the little, like we were in a business complex and there was a place called big john's breakfast and then like a german place bunch of beers so i go grab two beers bring them back up i'm like hey let's share a beer and cheers to the opportunity you gave me thank you and we'll get out of here so we do and i'm walking from my the office i get all my stuff and see you later i'm walking from my office to my car which is a 30 second walk maybe and he goes well what are you gonna do i said i don't know and figure it out see what happens i i just know that i can't keep showing up here every day and spending eight hours hating my life. It's never been me. So in that 30 second walk from the door to my car, my buddy calls me. He's like, Hey, he's like, I just got the head job at Carlsbad high. I need an assistant. And I'm like, Holy shit. (laughs) I guess that's what I'll do. So I got in there and yeah. And that guy lasted two years, just, uh, I guess well-intended, but not the right guy for the job whatsoever. Um, You know, so I'm curious about that and be honest as you can. Uh, I know what you mean. When you say not the right fit, I think that's a sometimes that's a diplomatic way to say the guy's just an asshole. But other times <laughs> there really is a fit issue. You know, like I, mm-hmm. I coached at a school uh, further south in Michigan and uh, the head coach there just really knew his football. Um, he was one of the best practice coaches I'd ever seen. He was excellent in film. Like he knew so much of this stuff, but he just had this massive glaring issue and that was his ability to communicate that to his coaches and his players so he had a big kind of blind spot and so when I say that's he's not a fit he probably would have been great at a college job because those kids have higher football IQs but at a high school you know you've got you got to have that teacher component so I'm curious uh, what was the deal with this guy he he was just uh I he took the job and 
uh, he was a big, he's a big ego guy and he was, and he's my buddy oh, still is, but big ego. And it was, he also had a nine to five in a tech job that he would get out at three o'clock, but practice we'd have, we have baseball PE here, which is every other day from like 1230 to two thirty. We just have a PE class. That's all baseball. So it's actually kind of handy. Guys, like if we could do yeah, that with football, we're, we, you know, sixth hour here is football lifting, which yeah, is super handy. Yeah. Yeah. Similar. So we get a chance to, I mean, I, through the fall, once they get back to school, travel baseball here in California is like nonstop because the weather, they can play year round. Yeah, so when we get back, I, I just go, I hired a trainer last year and said, it's all yours. I, I show up, check in with the guys, but he runs the whole thing. Um, oh, lost your video. Sorry. There you go. Yeah. So I had a call come in. Um, so we don't even touch the baseball field for four months. Cause I know they're already probably out playing and I just want to get in the weight room and sports now, as you know, are so much more physical than probably when you and I were doing it. I mean, I didn't, yeah. It's all year round too. Every sport is. Yeah, it it really is. It's crazy. So he would be the kind of guy like, I'll tell you the full story because it's just funny, really. Um, He would show up like I'd be there with the assistants and we'd run and practice because they're they're there from 1230 to 2.30 and we're going to do something. I mean, we're not going to sit around and wait and then have a four hour practice where we really practice for two hours. So we'd be like an hour into some practice and he would show up from work and, you know, his dress shoes and jeans and a button up shirt and say, all right, bring it up. And he would give a speech and go, go stretch. And we're like, well, we already just already going. Like, let's your coach. You, you, yeah. you got coaches here for this. These kids would rather you show up to that last hour and be there. So stuff like that, where they didn't feel like he was invested. Um, he did a lot of things throughout the course of his time that just, I mean, we forfeit a couple games because of rules that he didn't know, wasn't aware of. And, Ooh. That never goes well down here, and you, you don't know the book, and good luck. And then, Yeah, I mean, as a coach, I feel like that's um, – the kids are counting on you for lots of things, but that better be one of them. I mean, you should know more yeah. about the sport than they do. I mean, it's just like being in the classroom. You know, I was a teacher for a long time, and if I don't know my, my shit, um, mm-hmm. that ain't going to work. Know. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, they do. You're right. They, kids, can see right. they can see right through it. Kids are smarter these days. They know when you're invested or not. So yeah. he basically, like I said, without going too much detail, he – kind of dug his own grave a little bit and wasn't I think his ego didn't really let him see that he was doing that you know it's like every mistake that he made everyone else recognized it saw it and he was like well, I nothing wrong with what happened it's like well there is like this is black yeah. and white there either yeah. is or there isn't and there is so um I personally wanted to be there the school's unbelievable it's amazing and um our field is one of the best in the state, I could argue, country, because we got a guy that's been doing it since 1960, his field. Now, so, How do you do it out there? I mean, we're we're just switching from natural grass to turf in, in our, mm-hmm. all of our facilities. I assume because of the, I'm just picturing Southern California. It's dry as shit, and you can't really grow grass. Yeah. So is it fake? Is yeah. it fake grass? Okay. No, it's real. I'll show you. Oh, really? When we hang up. Oh, yeah. When we hang up, I'll send you a picture. There's a guy cool. named Ralph, Ralph Cripe. He coached there. And uh, I, I mean, I don't even know when, but he's been there for literally probably 50 years. He's 80 years old and he's oh, out shit. there every day doing something. It's like, I'll send you a picture of it. it people be, come yeah, in I'd love to see it. they have to walk onto the infield grass to, to understand. Like I tell them, they're like, is that turf? I'm like, no. And they're like, you bullshit. And they have to walk out <laughs> there and, feel it, and they're always like, holy fuck, it is, it is grass. I'm like, oh, well, I wouldn't yeah. lie to you. So, um, 
it's beautiful. The facilities are amazing. Same guy, Ralph, was responsible for, I think, back in the early 90s. He had a buddy up in Anaheim Angels Stadium that they were renovating, and he got 300 stadium seats from them. So we're one of the only high schools cool. around here with a, a legit setup. But And we're a half a mile from the beach. so it's Does that mean you guys nice. are you're going to be hosting? Because when you have a nice stadium, you're, then you're, now you're hosting – what we will call like playoffs, regional stuff like that. I assume that you're, yeah. you guys are probably yeah, the ones we, who are hosting that stuff. Yeah, we we ask every year. We get the we end up getting like the lower divisions for that because we're in the upper division and they kind of pick teams that are not going to be playing a home championship. Yeah, then it's neutral. That, that makes sense. I mean, yeah. that's how you do it. So we we actually we won it this year, which is cool. It was the first time since 1989, which is wild because wow, it's a long time. I don't know. And this kind of aligns with a lot of stuff you said. After my first couple of years as a head guy, I was always preaching like history. Like this is Carlsbad high. Like this is blah, blah, blah. And then I looked at him like, we haven't won a championship in 30 years. I'm like, what, who am I, what am I preaching to? So I like took the, <laughs> yeah, other those kids like, don't remember that shit. They don't remember it. <laughs> no, they don't. And if they do, they don't, they don't even care anyway. So I said, look, I'm going to be honest after I just went through two straight losing seasons, which, bothered me as a coach like you know so I said mm. I came back after summer and thought pretty deep all summer about what kind of speech do I want to give these guys the first day back and how do we want to go and it also helped that our last game of the season was a play-in game to get to playoffs and I I safety squeezed and we were out by probably a quarter of a step at home really? and I had I just suicide squeezed, we walk away with the game, no problem, and go to playoffs. We ended up out at home, next guy struck out, and then they put three up on us in the next inning, we lost, and season over. So, well, came man, back the- you know, Jordan Peterson talks about that. I don't know if you're a fan of his, but I definitely am. Yeah, Even if time. you don't – good, good. Even if you don't do shit, that's a risk too. So, maybe you mm-hmm. didn't hang it all out there, but you took the risk that you felt the most comfortable with, and – Shit, you just gotta you gotta let that ride. I mean, we yeah. got lucky on a on a fake punt and in the playoffs last year and, and got past the team maybe we shouldn't have. Um, mm-hmm. you know, but it was a risk not to do it too. So, you know, yeah. th- as a coach, I hope you're not looking back at that going, damn it, I should have known better. Cause it's you yeah, do what you yeah. do, man. You got you got it, you gotta yeah. take the risks. You have to. It's a good way to put it. It wasn't like I felt like I should have known better, but I just I looked at it and said, I learned from it and moving forward, I now know. I would feel better if I suicide squeezed and the guy missed the bunt and we got tagged out than I would have okay. executing the play the way I wanted it to. And it still didn't work out. So I, I came back after that summer. I said, listen, guys, I, I've been telling you this program's prestigious. We win, we're winners. We're not. If you don't win the whole thing, who fucking cares how many games you want? Like that's, <laughs> that's kind of the bottom line. We so, talk about that too. With the lucky land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah, so it's been 30 years since this team's won a championship. This is not a winning program. It's your job, you seniors and juniors to turn it into one before you leave. Mm -hmm. And I said, so I'm not, forget about the past, forget about the history of what this is, create something while you're here. And you guys, I might be here for 20 years. You guys are only here for four. 
So take that time to look back in 10 years when they have three CIF championships and you had the first one and you go, yeah, we, we set the precedent where the reason now it's coming in. So, yeah. Yeah. And it was good. I mean, that, that kind of, for me was when I just started being real, like I figured if I could tell them this, you know, this program is not a winning program and they're going to go, yeah, fired up. Like let's make it one. Mm-hmm. And I can just start being real honest with guys. It, it's changed the way I coached. And the funny thing, you'll love this advice. So when I got the head job, you know, everybody's got advice for you. Everybody under the sun. Oh, sure do. do this. Make sure you do that. Blah, blah, blah. And there's yep. two guys talking to me about their two older guys in their 60s that coached at their time. And they're like, this is what you need to do. They give me the standard whatever advice. And this other guy's standing there and they leave. And he goes, hey, you want the real advice? I'm like, yeah, what's the real advice? And I like, promise not to more. repeat it. <laughs> yeah. In my, in my head, I'm like, here comes some more you know, standard, do this, do that. He goes, he goes, coach the way you want to coach because you're going to fucking get fired anyways. And I'm like, hey, it's true. I said that. I said, now, well, what if I get fired after two years when I could have been here 10? He goes, would you rather do it your way for two years or their way for 10? And I said, touche. And it was just such a, it was the best like coaching advice I ever had because I, it changed my mindset to like, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do the, what I believe in. And I know that my values are good and pure and true. And I'm not here for myself. I'm here for these kids. And that if anything goes wrong, it's not because I fucked it up. It's because it just went wrong. And I being confident in the fact that I'm well intended with things. And I, I know that I'm kids first. But I tell them all the time, like, I don't give a shit that my record is dips when we lose. I care that you care guys only kids. have. Yeah. Yeah, you guys only have 30 games this year and you just lost one of them. That sucks. I want you yeah. to win them all. So that and the, you know, you- coaching outside of your style. We said this earlier, the kids are going to smell that oh, like yeah. a fart in a phone yeah. booth, man. They're, they're I, not, they I can't know. buy into your shit at that point. They're just like, no. it's just not, this isn't, this guy isn't legit. They, they might not be able to say it, but they'll feel it. You know, you'll never yeah. get the, the best out of them. You'll never get like a, and that's what we're trying to do, right? I'm, I'm trying to put these kids and, and coaches, man, in, in the right positions where they're going to develop the best and where they're going to be most successful. Obviously, we yep. want to, you know, winning, I think, comes with that. But um, it's developing the kids. I mean, I'm sure you have the same philosophy that, you know, high school is a, it's an adult factory. They come in, they're 14 years old, they're kids. They mm-hmm. leave, they're 18. They can go to war. Yep. They can vote. They're, we got to turn them into adults yep. in that quick four years. And, and man, our role as coaches – it's it's way beyond what the teachers are doing. And nothing against the teachers because I was one for over a decade. It's but they're gonna connect to you, dude, because you're you're fucking cool. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and you're gonna yeah. talk about life a lot more because you can. You know, when you're in the classroom, you got all these state standards to get to and all this other crap. But they come out and it's like at the end of the day, and they're like, "All right, cool practice." And and I like yeah. this guy, and he sees us, and he knows us, and I'm with him for three hours, and all my best friends are here, and. Yeah, your ability to kind of help them as become men. I mean that that's yep. that's huge. I'm super interested in what you think about that. I don't know how many years you have in, but I started coaching about 20 years ago, and I've watched kids change. Like boy, boys, I would tell you in general, I, I don't know any other way to say it. They just aren't really as manly as they used to be, and it's obvious that they mm-hmm. they. I think <laughs> fewer and fewer of them have the role models at home. I think that's really what what it comes down mm-hmm. to. I think there are also a lot of societal factors and i know you pick up on that when you watch my show but i wonder if yep. how much of uh how much of that you're seeing i i'm i see a lot of it in both you know kids i coach and just 
people in general and the world as it is today, which, yeah. I, you know, people know that, but I, I think we won't get into the the big picture of it, but I like Don't to focus to. on what we both have, you know, yeah. I think yep. the big picture is 50, 50 all the time. Half the people go, yeah, men should be more feminine and the other half go fuck that. So, yeah, but yep. from what I see, that's a big thing for me too. I, I tell them, I say, listen, if I teach you guys how to field the ground ball, hit a, hit a fastball, sit back on a change up, make a diving play. And you learn that in four years and that's all you learn. I failed. I failed my shit. Big okay. time. I said, I yep. need you to be because of me. If you're going to really spend three hours a day with me for four years, you need to, at some point, whether it's by conversation or by example, be a better student, be a better son, be a better boyfriend, husband one day, whatever it is, yeah. like just a better man. So, yeah. and I kind of try to go about that with, I, I tell them all the time, I go, once you guys understand that I love you and I care about you, then I can do whatever I want as far as coaching you. Because if I'm yelling at you, you know, he loves me and wants me to be better. It's not because yeah. I pissed him off or this or that. So I try to build that relationship first and quick and pretty quick just yeah. so they know. Yeah, everything that he says to me is for me. It's better for me to to learn and this and that. And that, to your yeah. point, you know, I think the reason that it's so much easier for us to communicate and you know, like you said, you're a role model. You're they they look up to you because you've you've probably played the the game at a level higher than they have at, at any point, whatever the capacity. But you're also you know, nobody wants to go to math class. Nobody wants to go to history. That's nobody right. wants to go to English. They but have they to. Want yeah, they want to come to practice. Yeah, they're getting taught by a teacher something that they didn't really sign up for, where you're teaching them something they signed up for and said, I want you to teach me this and get better. So when you do, you're now improving them in a situation that they they want to get improved in. They want to be better in. So yeah. I think that's a big factor of like you're willingly here. You know, it's like a personal trainer. People, do you need one? No, there's fucking YouTube. If you need to learn exercises, <laughs> by true. God. But they love yeah. their personal trainers because they keep them accountable. I got to go fucking meet Jimmy at the gym because if he's there, he's there, or I just paid for it, whatever it is, but people need something. So I think having and people usually love their trainers because their trainers are there for them all the time. So yeah. similar as a coach, you're, you're there every day for them. So I do, yeah. I do to your point. Um, yeah. The, this whole, you coach football. So I, I would be curious after I kind of explained the baseball manliness, baseball is yeah. just, it's America's pastime. I guess when you look back at it, it's a lot like football where the best player of all time is, is Babe Ruth, who if he played today, he would probably be the Trevor Bauer who got dropped because Babe Ruth hit bombs, pitched the shit out of the ball. And because there's no social media and nobody saw him smoking cigars, drinking probably 30 beers a night and banging whoever he bangs and back to business. The next day. Like, <laughs> yep. If his life was on display, he probably would have had a hard time dealing with, with everything. So, well, and, and the I, environment today is different. I mean, you got uh, from, from when the babe was playing the Bambino, uh, mm -hmm. men were different, man. I mean, there were different yep. expectations. Yep. And, you know, I saw a, a video about Lawrence Taylor the other day. And I mean, he's a guy that you remember when he played his football guy. Right. And I guess he was just like, a complete alcoholic, loved cocaine, mm -hmm. like strippers, the whole deal. I never hear, yeah. heard about any of that shit. You know, it's just a different dynamic. No. I think that, you yeah. know, the teams were like, well, we're going to let him do whatever he wants to because he's so damn good on the field. We've got to make sure nobody finds out about it. But, I mean, now, that's I mean, it. that's kind of impossible. You know what I mean? You can't. It is. Yeah. It. 
it is. It's a whole different world that these kids live in. Everything's broadcasted. But I, I do think that it, it has certainly declined. I mean, when I first got here, even I've been here, this will be my, I think, ninth year as two as the assistant, seven as the head guy. Mm-hmm. The first group that I had as an yeah, assistant is night and night and day from the group I had last year, as far as just, I, I guess manliness is a funny word, but there, it just was what it was. They were different. And, and I don't, I mean, I try to tell these guys, it's like, you gotta, I try to show it sometimes too. I tell them, look, this baseball field is our cathedral. Yeah. yeah. And I tell them too, I said, this is our cathedral. Like this is our place. You're going to do things as, as players and students that, that I could take up to admin, but I never will. I never will. It doesn't do me any good. doesn't do you any good. We're going to yep. handle it here. I could do something every day. I guarantee I'll do something every day that you can take home to mom or the admin, and I could be fired the next day because I said the word ass or whatever mm-hmm. it is. Like, yep. Yep. But if you <laughs> want me to coach you to, to the best of my ability and you understand why I'm here, I'm not – you guys – I listen to you guys talk in the dugout and the shit you say. Like, I'm not going to – have a post-game speech where I want to say a lot of things, but instead I'm going to say, we got our stinking butts kicked today. Like I'm going to look at them and go, we got our fucking asses kicked all over yeah, the field. Dude, you got to treat doing, them. Mate? If you want them to back like men, you got to treat them like men and, and, and yes. dialing stuff back and protecting them. And, and that's not going to help anybody. You, you know, you, it, no. it's the whole, and you know, the accountability piece, like you were talking about back to your trainer thing. Um, man, I love that idea of the accountability, but I always feel like it's my job to teach them how to hold themselves accountable eventually mm-hmm. in the end. I mean, that's, that's really what it is. I, I always felt yep. like I had a good team. I had a good program established and I coach track and field as well. So I don't, I don't know that much about baseball. So I'm sorry, Jake, but mm-hmm. um, that's right. that's right. I always knew that I had a good practice running or I had a good program going when I didn't even have to be there when I could walk in and I could just, all right, let's get rolling. And my, my yep. captains ran everything and they were completely yep. accountable for their own team, you know, and, and that, I mean, maybe it's just a, maybe it's just a track practice. It's not even like a marquee sport, but that's a habit, yep. man. If the, the habit of, yep. oh, I can handle my own shit. You know, I know what I'm doing here. I'm okay. Yep. You know, you empower them and, and you get them rolling in that direction. And um, I mean, that's the key, right? Like I said, it's the adult factory it, trying it to get them out the other end for, you know, ready it to is. go. Yeah, that's exactly, I've said it. We won CIF this year. It was my sixth year as the head guy. And I told them, I've told so many people, I said, this was the least amount of coaching I've ever done. I said, these <laughs> guys, we had, we had 11 yeah. seniors and I got lucky. Nine of them left on a scholarship to go play. And the other two that didn't, didn't want to, they could have. So we were stacked. We were very good. Um, and I think nine of those, uh, seven of those nine guys went D1. They were very good, very wow. good team. And I told them at the beginning of the season, that I don't need to see any other team in San Diego. I'm telling you right now, on paper, you're the best fucking team there is. I said, it's my job, number one, to get out of the way and not fuck it up. And it's your job to not just think that being better on paper is going to get it done. You got to go be better on the field every day. Mm -hmm. That's all I want. And I said, it's one day at a time. Yesterday's home runs don't win today's games. Yesterday's, yesterday's, yeah, yesterday's bad things don't lose today's games. And I, three and out, the first, short memory. Yeah. Yeah. And I learned this too. I, I, over my time, I would always, we started like my first three seasons, I think three or four and oh, and then we lost the game that we played well, but I just got so wrapped up in winning that we'd lose our first game of the year. We'd battle, do some things wrong and I'd blow up on them and they'd all be like, fuck this guy, man. We're, <laughs> we're four and one. Yeah. We you played were hard and we'll get blown up on. And yep. so it took me, this year was the first year that I said, Hey, 
after I gave the talk about one day at a time, and it started early, like in practice, I show up, give me two good hours and go home and play video games. I don't care. I don't care what's going on before go. this or after this. I'm, I got a wife and kids. If you think every day I'm going to be walking through that door in a good mood, you're wrong. <laughs> However, I am. I'm yeah. going to. Whether I am or not, I'm going to. Same with you. If you just think you failed the test, think about that later. Girlfriend broke up with you. Yeah, exactly. I know you guys got your issues, and we can talk about it in my office after practice, wherever, but Anytime. not yep. here. So they, uh, The biggest thing I learned after trying to go day-to-day with them was I lost – we lost our first game of the season, and I said, hey, so that was on me. I fucking sent two guys that I should have never sent home. We got hosed by 20 feet. We lost two to one. Five figured out with good hitters up. We win that game. But um, I said, so what? We lost. We're, we're done. Game's over. Moving on. And then we would yeah. win a game, and I'd say, way to do your job. On to the next one. And I always handled the losses the same way I handled the wins, which was, ah, good one. you know, hey, did a couple things right today, but we fucked, our, fucked ourselves. What are you going to do? Flush it, practice tomorrow, get ready to win. The, and they never lost back-to-back games all year, which I think is probably the thing I was most proud of. That's, um, that's, that's actually awesome. Uh, at, you know, I just got into sports gambling this year. So okay, I'm, using, yeah. I'm using DraftKings. I've never done that before. But uh-huh. uh, I'm realizing this, that the good teams, if they lose one, always bet on them to win the next mm-hmm. one. It's like a super yep. safe bet. It but really you mentioned – uh, you mentioned that treat in the, um, the wins and the losses. You ever heard of this poem? It's called If. You ever, you, I'm sure you've heard of Rudyard Kipling. He wrote The Jungle Book. You probably heard, you know, read, yep. read, read yeah. it when you were a kid. Well, he wrote some poems too anyways. One of them's called If, and he has this line in there. It says, uh, meet with triumph and disaster and treat those two imposters just the same. And I think that's, mm. that's huge. I, that's a line that I'll use with my kids. I'll text it out to my leadership group. Like, you know, if we lose one, which is rare, but if we lose one, you know, hey guys, what do you think this means? You know, and, and uh, you know, you just never get too high or too low, just like you're talking about, yeah. man. And I think yeah. that's that's not just a athlete skill; that's very much an adult skill. You know, like if, yeah. if you uh, if you're in any kind of leadership position, even if you're not, man, getting too low over something bad that happened, I mean, that's a snowball effect. It's going to get worse and worse. Yeah. And, and oh, yeah. I mean, celebrate your wins, of course, but also in any kind of leadership role. Jake, you said you're you're a father and and a, and a husband. I mean, you have a leadership role in your home, whether you like it or not. This is how it is. Mm-hmm. You, you have to be able to uh, – they're looking to you, man. Your, your kids are always looking to you like, well, is this a big deal or not? Let's look at that, see how he's reacting. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and that, hey, you know, don't get too low on the lows. Don't get too high on the highs because there's more shit coming. You know what I mean? That's, that's yep. huge. Yeah. Glad to hear it you say is. that. I, it, there's a football player that had – I use that quote in baseball all the time too. I don't remember who it was, but he was an interview and – I think one of his coaches passed away and he, he was an NFL guy and he talked about, it. he goes, the one thing that he always would say to us is when it's going good, it's not that good. And when it's going bad, it's not that bad. He goes, it just <laughs> sure. kept us here. Yeah. I tell my guys all the time, they go up four or five, nothing in the third inning. I go, it's just the lead till the game's over. It's not a win. Don't cause you're right. It goes both ways. If you go downhill when something bad happens, it snowballs. And if you start coasting cause something good happens, then yeah, that's, that's going right. to turn around too. So that's it's well kind of like, this is nice that we have this lead, but it better be 12 nothing before that seventh inning ends and we're winning. But so, and in life too, you know, I mean, I am a big believer in celebrating the good stuff. I think mm-hmm. life in general is tough and a lot of it for guys like us who are in the athletic world, it's, I think it, it, they co-mingle so much. It's, it's unbelievable. I mean, to me, I tell my guys all the time, baseball is so frigging hard. It's the only sport where, you know, if you're playing football and you run a perfect route, 
and your quarterback throws a perfect ball, like, and you catch it, barring any penalties, like, you get those yards. That's the way it works. You did yep. your job right, he did his, and you win. Mm-hmm. If you're a hitter and a guy throws a pitch and you're sitting on it and you hammer it, it might go right to somebody and you get, you get punished for it. Like you yep. did your job perfectly and you get screwed. Like there's an amount of luck to it. So it's like, yeah. this game is, is tough. It's just like life. There's times where you are going to be busting your ass, working hard. And some teammate that doesn't bust his ass and doesn't work hard is you get lucky. more talented than you. He's yep. better. He's probably going to make <laughs> put yep. much better stats up and he's going to start over you. It's just, I tell him, I go, wait till you get a job one day and you bust your ass for a year for your promotion. And Jimmy, who sits there with his feet up on the desk, gets the promotion because he's the boss's cousin. That's right. Like, yeah, that's, boss's daughter, boyfriend. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So it's like that stuff in life, the, the quicker you realize it's not fair and it's not fair for anybody, then who cares? You're good. It's, yep. Then it makes it all pretty fair because we're all getting fucked the same. It's like, yeah. you know, it's, life doesn't pick people out and go, you, I'm going to give it harder for you than someone else. But yeah, that's another I, Jordan I, I Peterson think, thing, man. He loves the, the idea that you you make your boat stronger because there's nothing you can do about the damn water. You can't, you can't stop yeah. the damn ocean or the flood, but you, you can mm-hmm. make yourself better. And ultimately that leads to you competing with yourself and, and, you know, a little bit better every day, like you were talking about, let's stay even keeled yeah. and, you know, just get better every day. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And those habits, I had a, uh, one coach in high school for me and he happened to be my track and field coach, had him for one year for one season of one sport. And uh, guy really impacted me, man. I had him for, for 10 weeks, man. Track, track season in high school is pretty short. And this guy just laid out some real basic things. Like he was really hard. He was a military guy. He was really hard on us. And he was kind of a dick. And he pushed us real hard. And he expected a lot. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. But it just impacted me, man. You know, my dad was a coach, too. So I probably would have gone into doing what I was doing anyway, but... Uh, I ran into him coaching at one point and, we, and it was, it was at a track meet and I, I beat his ass, which was really cool. <laughs> like, I won, <laughs> like I beat my hero's uh, track team. So, yeah, um, nice. anyway, yeah. and he said to me, he said, you know, nothing's more important. Nothing should ever get in front of the habits that you give the kids, whatever, no matter what, if it's, mm-hmm. you know, you can win a state championship. If you let this one kid play who missed practice all week, you can't do it. You can't do it yeah. because what you're teaching them is that your ability is more important than your work ethic. And you and I both mm-hmm. know this, your, your, your natural skill set, you know, your athletic ability, um, your gifts, I suppose we'll call them talents. Um, those help you a lot in athletics, but it's work that gets you going, gets you good at anything else, anything yeah. else, any job yeah. you want to be in a relationship. You, nobody's naturally gifted at being a husband. 
You know, like you gotta, you gotta work at that shit. If you, nobody's yes. in that, you know, you, maybe you have a little bit of ability with math, so it makes you a little better accountant, but you still got to bust your ass every day. So teaching those habits of, of, you know, yeah, I think you get what I'm saying, man. How, how yeah, I agree. I've, I've said it all the time. I go, these guys, I tell my baseball guys, I go, these people that are in the big leagues are insanely talented by birth. I mean, baseball is and, so difficult. You, you have to have the natural ability to hit an 85 mile an hour slider. That's not normal. It's just not normal. They have better hand-eye coordination. They have better probably quick twitch muscles. Mm-hmm. But there's a million of those guys. The ones you see on the TV are the ones that have the work ethic yeah, work that matches too. the natural skill. Like yep. It, yep. I've seen so many guys that th- come through my program that I go, that's a D1 player, and he ends up not playing at all mm-hmm. or plays a half a semester at D1, and when he realizes everyone else works hard, he's like, oh, fuck, I, I'm out. So it's yeah. like you got to have it. You got to have it first, I think, to be a professional athlete. You got to have it first, and then you got to work. You got to work. Yeah, and, and it's super common, like very you said. Few guys yeah, very There's few. very few guys too that, you know, they they love to to put the stories out there. Like this guy didn't play in high school and went to a D three and now he's in the NFL. It's like, yeah, that's called work ethic bringing out what he naturally had. He probably yeah. didn't start working until somebody said no scholarship for you, and he's like, what the fuck? He's <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. And then he went to a junior college and grinded it out, and then went somewhere else. And then the more he worked, the more those natural talents said, "We're here. Damn, you just got to develop us." So. Yep. I think uh, you're exactly right with that. I mean, that's and sports are one of the only places where your natural talent takes you farther. Uh, you could have a lot of natural talent in life, but what uh, in what? Like you said, exactly. Uh, We're not that, Forrest Gump, you know. I mean, you, you got to yeah, be able to yeah, do, like, how to work hard. <laughs> got to do something. I mean, you're good at math. That's great. Now go find a profession where that plays and work hard and work hard. Work hard and be and better than the other guy stuff. who has natural ability. You know, I've yep. seen him. You've seen him crash and burn a thousand times, like you said. The, the kid who has unbelievable ability but as soon as he gets around people who have that same ability generally you it's because they never they never had to work you know that kid in middle school was mm-hmm. always so much better than anybody without having to do yes. shit and then he gets to high yes. school and it's pretty much the same thing um and then college like you said you go for a year and you're like oh well mm-hmm. i gotta work i mm-hmm. don't know how to do that and I, you know i think that sometimes happens academically too i've heard that from people that i mean shit when i got to college at I, I had to study. <laughs> you know what I mean, I yeah. never had to yeah. in high school, but you know, yeah. so you do. Sometimes you hit that wall, but yeah, that is super common to have the uh, the kids. I had a track kid who, I mean, he was a. These are numbers that probably won't mean much to you, but kid was a six ten high jumper, which I mean, that's a state championship mm-hmm. at any level over here, and yeah. uh, and uh, he just didn't want to. He just didn't take the ACT. Didn't want to, which is like the college entrance exam. Uh, yeah. You know, I had him all set up with Central, Central Michigan University. They were going to they were gonna have him sit for the ACT with them. Like, they were going to basically hold his hand through everything, and he just didn't show up that day. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, And I didn't wonder what's going it. on in their heads. I, I wonder if it's a, you know, what if it's a fear thing. You know, I wonder if I'll – maybe I'll, I'm afraid to fail. Once I mm-hmm. do try, if I fail, then I suck. Then I'm, there's something wrong with me. I wonder if yeah. – I've always wondered if that's what's, what's happening, but – Every kid who's ever done that, they're off to college. And I never get to ask them. I don't know if you yeah. have any experience yeah. with that. I, I wonder well, what goes on in their heads. I, I've experienced it with, and I've never really dove too deep on the kids because I have them in high school when it's going on. And, you yeah. know, our job is to, to pick them up, not really break into like, you're struggling. You don't look like you're handling it well. Why? They're going to go, well, I don't know. So I've seen <laughs> it for true. sure where that kid is is dominant when he's 10 dominant when he's 12 dominates when he's 14 16 goes to varsity hits 
buck 90 210 and just doesn't handle it just can't handle it and instead of working they go oh, i'm just gonna ride this out and go be done it's like mm-hmm. you've never experienced the failure and it's a bummer it's a bummer that you haven't and for me failure is huge you know, it's I, super helpful it, it is fail my, yeah i was just talking to my dad about this at christmas actually which is funny because he was and this goes to kind of the masculine side of where you and i are probably confused with how the, the tide is turning to this <laughs> feminine male thing i mean yeah, my dad yeah. was my dad was a a bodybuilder he's a worked at ups for 35 years retired at 53 or whatever he did and but he was like a legitimate bodybuilder like on stage in arnold schwarzenegger thing so to me growing up when i'm watching a roided out guy you know have his outbursts and 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 i'm also looking at him like he's superman because he's so fucking big and strong and you know i'm i'm like that to me was what i saw like i i was 13 one time and he told me he worked ups night shift 3 p.m to 3 a.m and hey make sure you do the dishes pick up dog poop i said all right sounds good i forgot to do the dog poop he ripped me out of bed at 3 a.m when he got home set me out there in my boxers with a flashlight so i fuck, told you to pick the poop up you didn't do it i said all right sounds good and that was the last time i ever forgot like i bet it was those, man you yeah, know that, those, that kind of ability that kind of accountability man that's some huge shit so i mm-hmm. i don't know if you ever heard of ryan mickler but he's another guy who kind of does what i do and he was t- telling this story about he's sitting at a football game with his wife and his son's out there on the field and, and the son obviously misses a block right and the coach mm-hmm. pulls the son yanks the son over and just lights him up you know, you, you fucked up your assignment. I don't know what he said. He probably didn't swear to him, but you messed up your assignment. He really got loud with them and really lit him up. And it was obvious from the stands. This is Ryan talking about it. And he's like, well, it was obviously missed a block. He said, but I'm like holding my wife back, like trying to get her to, to mm-hmm. keep from going down there and, you know, going full Karen on this guy. But uh, what he loved was a little bit later, he saw the coach put his arm around him, say, you've had that conversation, right? Yep. Where you're like, hey, man, now, you know, I had to light you up because you can't do that shit, but blah, blah, blah. My guess is your dad probably did the same thing, but Ryan probably, his, you know, his kid ain't going to miss that block anymore. And that accountability yeah. is so damn good for them. You know what I mean? You need to know yeah. when you mess up. Th- those failures are, yeah. are huge. And, man, I would so much rather have them screw up, you know, on the football field with me at 16 or 17 than yeah. me not teach it to them. And they go and they fuck it up at 25 and now they're yeah. divorced or they're going to jail or some shit like that. Fuck yeah. up with me, man, because I'll help you. I'll get you better. Yeah. The world won't. The world won't, man. So mess up as much as you can. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And my I, guess is no, he I, was probably thinking that same way. He'd rather have yeah, you similar, fuck it up now. Similar guy, yeah. And he and he picked me up after half the time and half the time he didn't because he didn't need to. You know, he knows. Yeah. I, him him coming and saying it after a certain amount of time was like, I already know, Dad. I, yeah, I, know, I know what to do. Yep. I know. Yeah, you don't need to come apologize to me. But it's it was like, I just don't – I. I just, it's hard for me to watch. And I have a bunch of great kids and families. So this is just over the years, you see it here and there. And, and really in general, in all, all activities for kids is I can't imagine like my daughter, she'll do things and I'm like, go ahead. And she won't do it right. And I'm like, oh, bummer. You, for, you lost, you know, whatever. And I watch these, these families that it's like, they go to such great lengths to make sure their kid doesn't fail or experience failure. It's not your fault. And I'm like, my dad, you're handicapping me, the kid. You're handicapping. Yeah, no doubt about it. I was in, I did karate, kung fu, and jujitsu, martial arts for from age six to sixteen, mm-hmm. and I, I'll never forget one kid named Tommy and another kid named I think Aaron that we would always spar and grapple and everything. Mm-hmm. And I, 
in hind this is what I was talking to my dad about at Christmas. I'm like, I, I, I mean, I think it played in my life at the time and it has played ever since without me really knowing. Cause I don't look too deep into things sometimes, you know, and try to figure myself out. Cause I feel like I'm, I'm good from that standpoint. The more I dig into things, the weirder and less answers you have anyway. Sometimes yeah, just so, get, to, get to your conclusion, then move I, on. Yeah, yeah, I get it. And I was telling my dad, he goes, what, what was your favorite thing about, you know, martial arts and this and that. Cause I just, just, we were just talking about it. And I said, honestly, I just love doing it. I was good at it. I was, I enjoyed fighting, grappling, I enjoyed all of it. But in hindsight, like looking at what it did for me, it, I was from age probably eight to 10 when I started grappling and sparring and you really kind of are actually now a little old enough to throw some punches and get hurt and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. choke kids out and tap kids out. And I said, you know, I mean, looking back, I, I see the kids now that I coach and like we just talked about avoid failure and stay motivated and excited. I'm like, I would go to karate four days a week, Monday through Thursday. And I might go Monday and grapple and get fucking tapped out three times in front of the whole class <laughs> and the parents. And it was fucking embarrassing. Yeah, it was horrible. Right. And then I would go Tuesday and I would tap Tommy out three times and go, fuck you, man. That's what I'm talking about. And I'd feel mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. And then I'd go spar somebody and get my ass whipped and come back the next day. I said to, to constantly spend that's 10 life, years, man. Yeah. To spend 10 years of getting beat. And then 24 hours later, seeing the same guy and figuring out how to beat him and a different guy. It's, it was like, I, that was the best thing that ever happened to me is learning to say, yeah, you guys might be looking at me going, that sucks. You got tapped out, but you're fucking sitting in a chair watching me. I don't mm-hmm. give a shit. Like I, I'm out here doing it and that's fine. Yeah. I would rather come out here and, spend this 30 minutes grappling with the guy and, you know, tap him out three times and he taps me out six and we shake hands after and we're a couple men at that point, 12 yep. years old going, yeah, good yeah. shit. We're both sweaty and bleeding yep. a little bit. And yeah. that to me, it just, I don't see that anywhere, anywhere where it's like, well, there's bumpers on everything. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like you said, parents want to, and I just, I keep catching these, these videos that pop up on my feed of uh, these, these kids who are wrestling, doing exactly what you're talking about. They're out there and they're wrestling. Mm-hmm. And some kid does this very aggressive move on another kid. And the kid who's the victim of that move, all of a sudden his mom's on the mat. Can you imagine that mm-hmm. shit happening to oh, you? Oh, I saw that. I Can you saw imagine that? that? Oh, it blows no. my mind. Like that, no. that right there is the fucking problem at this point. Yes. Um, come on, yes. mom. You, you, you got, this, this is what we're talking about. You've got to be able to fail. You've got to be able to take some, take some shots and, because that yep. you have to learn how to get the fuck back up. You got to learn how to do yep. that. And you did, man, that that's hugely helpful. I mean, you've had other yep. failures in your life, man. You've had other things that have happened since you were an mm-hmm. adult that sucked. Yeah. And you, were, you probably should, you, you know, you're more able to shake it off. You're more able to shake yep. it off. And man, yep. if I, if I got to pick one, see, everybody talks about, uh, you know, delayed gratification being the best predictor of success in adulthood. But I'm going to uh, tell you that the most important skill that you can possibly have, is being able to get the fuck back up after you fail. How, how, mo- mm-hmm. how successful you are at that. Can, can yeah. you get up, first of all, how long does it take? Um, are you better at the end of it? Um, what's your self-talk during all that? I mean, there, there's so many pieces there, you know, and, and yeah. we as coaches, we are, we are modeling each of those pieces. We might actually walk out there and physically pick them up. And then mm-hmm. we're the voice in their ear, and that's the self-talk. And, you know, all of these pieces we are, we're giving to them. We're, we're letting them know this is how this is supposed to go. And they won't even realize it, man. Yeah. Yeah, I heard, I had a coach talking one time, I was at a football conference and he said, uh, 
you know, people ask me, hey, well, how'd this year go? How'd your season go? And he's got this, this line that's now kind of cliche, but he says, oh, you got to ask me in 20 years because that's when I'll yeah. know what kind of, you know, men these guys are, right? What kind yeah. of sons they are, what kind of fathers they are, what kind of employees they are. And it's true. I mean, like I said, it's cliche now, but it's really good shit. Um, but that yeah. guy, you know, he knows that, you know what I mean? And these kids, most of them, they just have these habits and they don't know that it was coach Savicki that, that gave it to them. And I don't need that. Yeah. You know, I don't need them to know that it came from me. I like to, you know, mm-hmm. that's about the only reason I have Facebook at this point is so I can watch what my kids are doing as adults, yeah. you know, how yeah. you know, watching them raise their kids and doing all this cool it's shit. Awesome. It, it, it yeah, awesome. it, it's Yeah. It's very satisfying. And I don't need, I don't need them to pat me on the back. I, I really like to pat myself on the back when I see yeah. that shit. Yeah. Cause you know, you got a little <laughs> hand in that dude. You do. You got, yeah. you got to change a life. You got to, to help somebody become happy. Yeah, fuck, you can't mm-hmm. put price tag on that shit. No, you can't. And and to your point, the 20 year later thing is is real and it's good. I, I had a sent a kid to college this year and I asked him, I texted him, you know, three months in, whatever, he'd been there. And I said, How's it going? He's like, Oh, it's all right. I said, Well, what, what do you mean all right? He's like, Well, coaches just don't seem like they really care or this or that. I'm like, Well, do they teach there too? Maybe they're, you know, maybe they got Maybe they're busy sometimes. And he's like, no, I'm like, oh, and he just kind of talked to me about how he didn't feel like they were invested in the team and the kids and this and that. And I, I immediately texted my college coach, which now I've been out of there 15 years. I said, Hey, I sent him the screenshot of the conversation with the kid. And I said, I just want to thank you for always making it feel important. I never once felt like this with you. Like I never felt like, cause I still talk to him and I've sent yeah, him a kid it. to him. I said, yeah, I said, I just want you to know that I I never felt like you were this wasn't a top priority to you. And I want to thank you. I was only there for two years and for two full years it was important and I appreciate it. And he goes, Man, he goes, This couldn't have come at a better time because I just <laughs> he goes, I just cut the team from fifty-five kids down to twenty-five. Worst day of the year when I yeah, gotta tell yeah. thirty kids, see you later. And we had a good little talk about it. But he goes, Seriously, thanks. I I needed that. I said, Oh, I just Thank you. I, I don't, I'm not bullshitting you. I wouldn't have sent it if I didn't feel that way. So, oh man, that's, that's huge. But now yeah, that you, now you're doing it, you get how much it means to hear that. Shit. Yeah, exactly. So I, I do, I think that you pick things up, like you said, as you go along. And, and I've always said that I said, I don't want you guys to leave here with a notebook of things I've said or done. I want you to mm-hmm. go through a situation in eight years, handle this certain way and go, Oh, fuck. Yeah. Go, uh, Coach Jake kind of taught me. I think that was something he probably instilled, but yeah. Like you said, the losing is let them lose, man. I, I tell them every time we go, the only difference of losing this game, if you worked hard, I mean, it's annoying to lose when you give one away because mm-hmm. you just didn't show up. I said, but if you work hard, the only, the only difference at the end of the day is the scoreboard. Like you're still going home, showering, eating the steak and potatoes That's your mom right. is probably making. And mom still loves you. Bed, so you're, <laughs> yeah, you're probably going to yeah. jump in a jacuzzi and play yeah. video games. Like nothing changes other than mm-hmm. the scoreboard and the feeling. But that to me is like, that's where you got to learn. It's not that big of a deal, but for those two hours, it's the most important thing. You're, you don't have your phone at the game. You're not talking to anyone else. This is the most important thing you're going to do for two hours. Yep. And when it's over, it's not, it's not actually important. It's, it's done. It was a game mm-hmm. just like anything else. Like you're really good to your wife on Tuesday. That's nice. You're there. You're, it's important, but yep. that doesn't mean shit for Wednesday. It's over. That is the truth, <laughs> buddy. So <laughs> it's the truth. I, I think, and, and that's to me, like I, you know, trying to crack the pressure. And I think this goes a long ways too. The more they lose, the less pressure they feel in everything. You know, I, yeah, that's true. Dave Robert, Dave Roberts is the manager of the Dodgers. He's a good buddy of mine. I coached this kid down here. He lives here. And 
he talked to me one day and he was, I said, do you, you feel like, you know, do you see like your guys feel pressure at times? They're big leaguers. They're on the Dodgers. Like, yeah, it's good and he, goes, he goes, no, he goes, we got a saying, he goes, pressure only exists in tires. And I'm like, that's pretty awesome. <laughs> that's pretty <laughs> it took cool. took me a minute to think about it. And I'm like, what does that, I'm like, man, tires. And then when I thought about it, I'm like, okay, like makes sense. And he, he went on to talk and this will kind of, this is similar to a, any football game. He goes, think about the first inning when there's two outs, nobody on at zero, zero, and you're up to bat. He's like, do you feel pressure? I'm like, no. He's like, what are you trying to do? He goes, I said, trying to get a hit, beat the pitcher. I don't know. Get on base. He goes, okay. Bottom of the seventh tie game, two outs, bases loaded. What do you feel? I'm like pressure. He goes, why? <laughs> he said, what are you trying to do? I said, trying to get a hit, trying to get a He goes, it's you and the pitcher no different than it was in the first inning. He goes, you just let all the outside shit and the worrisome feelings get to you. He goes, but that's you're easy not to say anything. though, dude, that's fucking easy to it, say. No, for sure. It's hard for to do. Sure. And that, yeah. and that's where I think the only way to really alleviate the pressure, because pressure is good. It means you give a shit, I think, but I very much, the agree. Only way, very much. Agree and I that. think, uh, yes, and I think the only way to alleviate some of it is that feeling of this is a cool moment. I get a chance to do this. If it works out, awesome. If it doesn't, live to see another day. We'll yeah. play tomorrow or whatever it is. But just thinking, if I've ever at, tried to teach that to my kids, I really believe what you're saying, dude. That's good shit. I wonder yeah, how, like, you know, because like, that pressure will make these kids buckle. I mean, because you and I, mm -hmm. we're adults, right? We don't have peer pressure, yeah. but you, I'm sure, remember how big of a deal that was. You know what I mean? You got, you're up there and you're, yeah. your whole team's looking at, and these are all your friends and your, fr your oh, yeah. family's in the stands and your coach yeah. is watching. And yeah, that, that pressure mm -hmm. thing's a tough nut to crack. But if, if, if you can get to where you can get these kids past that shit, dude, you're doing it right. I, I think that's a big reason why I, I like to coach it so much because it handicapped me big time. I was, I yeah. was a big pressure guy. I put it on me. It was the most important thing in the world. I had a bad day. I was bummed for three days. Like mm -hmm. I, I think in, in being that, and that's what we do as coaches, what made me less successful. And if I recognize it in you, I'm going to try to break it out of you. So you don't do that. So learning from our success and failure is a big deal, but that's where, you know, to me, this is just like in football. If you got a guy wide open streaking down the sideline on the second drive of the game, that quarterback's going to go, oh, yeah, he's going to let yeah. it fly, and that receiver's right. probably going to go sweet. You do that 13-13 with the last play of the game, and this guy's just as wide open. That quarterback's going to go, oh, fuck, I got to make a good throw. And that yeah. guy's going to see it yeah. in there and go, oh, fuck, don't drop it, don't drop it. Like, it's yep. the same play. It's yeah, just different. And like, like we said, I, the pressure is good. It means you give a shit, and it – it gets a focus, I think, in your mind and learning to kind of fear and pressure are similar in the fact that if you can embrace them, they're going to they're going to launch you in some pretty amazing places, I think. Yeah, uh, you know, for sure. Kids are just so fun, dude. They, mm -hmm. I don't know, man, like I'll see them walking around and and uh, they'll they'll talk about. Like they're just when you kind of catch them hanging out with each other and they kind of don't know you're they're not paying attention to you, you know, and just talking about the new AirPods or they're like, yeah. oh, did you just hear what so-and-so did in class today? And, and it just reminds me, you know, what, what it was to be that age and to be doing, yeah. to live it, to be living that life. It's, uh, it's, it's awesome. I mean, there were so many it, just swirling around you and, and then all of a sudden, boom, you're out of it. And it's a, it's a, I, this is a thing I tell the kids a lot that no matter what you do in your life, it's going to be a memory 
for way longer than it is going to be what you're doing right now, no matter what it is. Yeah. Like this yeah. today, fucking, you know, what is it? Monday, December 27th, 2021. I'm going to remember it for way longer yeah. than, than you and I are here actually yeah. talking about it. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and having that perspective, I don't know. It's uh, it, it's just a cool thing to watch those That kids. is a really – I've never really thought about that. I think that's, that's a, a, I guess, a good way. I've never heard that, and I like it a lot. The best way to put that is that memory is going to last a lot longer in the moment. You it know? is. It's like so so do something that you want to remember. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean, me and you will talk for two hours, and I'm sure – and when we're 80, we're going to go, I remember that. Yeah. It's a good time. <laughs> we shot the kid about coaching and we were strangers. And by the end yep. of it, it was good. And yeah. who knows what happens after this, but it, it is. And it's, it's kind of like puts you in the moment. I think that's what people need the most is to learn how to just live right here, right now. Yeah. Be where I you're think at. that speaks to your point, dude, of the, I think that might be a pressure defeater as well to be like, Hey, here I am in, in this moment that might never happen again. I'm facing down this batter or I'm facing down this pitcher. And, mm-hmm. and uh, man, what a cool thing. I, all the work I did got me to this right here. And yeah. I want to remember something good. So I'm going to do what I do. But more about your shit, dude. I want to change gears here a little bit. What yeah. got you yeah. going on, on making the videos? Because um, they're hilarious, dude. I watch your shit. And I got to learn how to how to do the two different, like be this guy and then be that guy. I've got some video <laughs> editing software. Like I, I can do some stuff, but I haven't figured that yeah. out yet. What got you going you know, on it, and 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 why'd you t- kind of take the angle you're taking? I, you know, I, I don't know. When, well, I'm like a lot of people. When Corona rolled around. I <laughs> started a TikTok. <laughs> yeah, I started a TikTok, and I was like, yeah. "Well, this is something for 16 year old girls that look like they're 25 and uh, yeah. and really that's, feminine boys that dance. That's, <laughs> like, that's what TikTok <laughs> was. I'm like, this yeah. is ridiculous. I'm 35. Like, this is no place for me. And then, yeah. There, there's a weird piece of that because when Corona rolled around, you didn't see anybody, you know, you don't see anyone. So the stuff like I would do things where I'm like, I don't, I don't have to make this stupid video and then go see 30 kids at practice and go nice video coach. I'm like, I, yeah. I didn't have to think about that. And it, it started with, I made a video about, and you might've seen this on Barstool back in the day. Um, Love Varsil Sports. Yeah, they post they reposted a video of mine and then it blew up. And that was the first time I saw social media like, well, this is like a real thing. I had people reaching out for sponsorships or hey, can you rep we're gonna send you this, send you that? And I'm like, okay, there's some there's like some avenues here to do things, but it was a video yeah, holy shit. where I didn't realize this, man. I'm flipping through your shit right now. Here's one video, one point four million fucking views, dude. Well yeah, done. there's a <laughs> well some done. of them get going. Yeah, they get going. I one of the first ones I posted was uh, the one that went viral was a video game one. And I don't even play video games. I told my wife, I literally sat there and I said, Hey, I said, let's uh, the video game one's probably way down at the bottom, but it was one of the original yeah, ones. So, Keep sorry. going, man. I'm listening. I'm just yeah. I told my, I told my wife, I'm sitting there and I literally said like randomly, I was, I was barbecuing and I'm like, Hey, let's make a video that will like trigger the gamers. And she's like, what does that mean? I'm like, just do this. So I said, I'm going to play this video game, pretend like I am. You walk up and record me and then record yourself turning the PlayStation off. And then I'm going to get up and go, why? And you just say. That was you? That was me. Where she Holy goes, shit, dude. I didn't even like, recognize you. Yeah. Like, I thought it and was I like say, a, an ad for 
you know, anti-feminism or some shit. Or my wife's beating me or some shit. Like, yeah, that, that's that what that was go. going on. I mean, I think I commented on that shit before you I knew probably, who you were. Probably have. Yeah. And the crazy thing about that, I looked at it, I went, you know, so many people were just all over it. And I didn't expect it at all. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I literally went out, made it, barbecued for 20 minutes, came back. It had like 2,000 views. I'm like, oh, look at this thing's going. And then within an hour, it had like, 80,000 and then every time I opened TikTok I had 99 plus notifications yeah. like holy shit and then a barstool posted it and all this but people were going from my TikTok seeing the video going to my Instagram finding the first picture of me and my wife and being like you need to leave that bitch this fucking I'm like okay everybody like, <laughs> my wife was so pissed She's well like, but there that's what it is dude like you and I know that mm-hmm. that shit that world isn't real the stuff that you see mm-hmm. on I mean, it's not real so uh but but yep. For a lot of people, that's their reality, dude, and it's so so damn sad. But it's a caricature. Yeah. It's just like a, yeah. it's a cartoon, and and a lot of people yeah. think that's that's some real shit. What are you doing now? So, what are you doing right now? Right now, I do uh, have a clothing, company. clothing company. Yeah, yeah I have a clothing company, and then I do uh, just baseball stuff. I mean, I, I'll do that's kind of even that's always been. I've always said the baseball stuff is like supplemental income. Mm-hmm. It is what it is. The time is so little. If you do a lesson, I'll do a lesson for, I don't know, 80, 90 bucks an hour. So it's like, if I want to go have, you know, half hour lessons, I go find eight kids, then I'll go make 350 bucks, 400 bucks on a Saturday and be done. Yep. Yep. Do it again. And that's 15, 1600 on a month. And then I have, (laughs) I also, but I, and that's also 16 hours of the month where I have another, yeah, you got a lot more time. Yep. Amount of, yeah. It's very little time for the investment and it's something I enjoy doing, but, um, so I, I do that now. I mean, with just the clothing and baseball stuff, you know, off season, we'll put programs together and do things like that or camps, but, um, so that's your company that you're rocking right there. Rough shot. It's called, yeah, it's is, a good time to plug your this shit. Is, uh, yeah, this is Rough Shot supply company. I, okay. we're getting ready to drop our next round. I'll send you some stuff. This is one of our hats. Cool. One of our sweatshirts. But, I'll send you some swag um, too. I got a ton of it. There you go. Good. Good. We'll rep each other. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's cool. So yeah. what else? How about the, tell me more about the, uh, you know, how to, these guys, cause I mean, you know, we got to plug our own shit here. So I'll just, I'll tell them you guys on, on TikTok, he's Jake Savicki and I'll, I'll put up a graphic of his, of his name so you guys can see how, how to spell it. But I recommend you take some time and check his shit out. Um, it's fucking awesome. It's hilarious. He, he does all kinds of different sports stuff. And then is there, is there any other Jake, um, like social media that you want him on? You said you do Instagram too, correct? Yeah, I got an Instagram, which, uh, that links in my bio of TikTok. Okay. It's the same thing. Jake Savicki on Instagram too. And then, um, the link, I think the link to rough shot is in my regular bio. So that there's an Instagram for that too. But, okay. Um, yeah, that, that brand rough shot for us is really kind of about, Pretty, yeah, what's the feel? Not far, not far off from what we were just talking about. Like, you know, it started off with this idea of like this is going to be rough, but we're going to give it a fucking shot. Like we were talking about <laughs> shit, life man. in general. And so yeah, for us, it's yeah. like it's really about kind of the athlete. And we we had a really the the kind of line is, is long. There's no small punchline, but it, it was about it's made for people like that would rat, which is right in line with what we've just been talking about that would rather, you know, be in the limelight and fail than never be there at all. Like that's what this is for people that go, fuck it. Let's go. Let's, let's see what happens. I'm not a, yeah. I'd rather be there. I'd rather experience it and lose than wonder what it would have felt like to be there. So 
you know, and any, anything. I mean, that's, if you look at almost all successful business people, they all got a bankruptcy story. Oh, I fucking, you know, I tell them all the time, I go, the road to riches leads through the trenches of poverty. Like that's That's damn right. You got to get down there and get up. So, you know, I, and I've had a, I had a brother when I was 19 pass away and sorry, dude, that sucks. Yeah. That, but that's a big piece of, you know, for me going through that and won't get into it, but it was traumatizing. It was a bad deal all the way around. Yeah. Ever since then, you know, it started off angry. I would look at somebody complaining about having a bad day or their coffee's too hot. And I'm like, fuck you, man. Like yeah. I wouldn't say that, but I think sure. that. that's what you're thinking. Yeah. And then I learned like your worst, whatever you've been through, that's the worst thing that's happened to you or you've gone through. It's the hardest thing if, they've ever been through. If, yeah. If it's this the hardest thing I've been through is the hardest thing I've been yeah. through. Yes. It's all the same. So I, I kind of mm-hmm. learned that. But then what I took out of it was like, man, I, whatever happens, like we're still here, but I'm still yeah. alive. Like I, it, it created a fearlessness, not in some like, you know, superhero way, but just like, yeah. well, I don't give a fuck if somebody thinks I'm stupid or something, you know, I got a small circle. They love me. They know me. I love them. I'm good. If the outside people don't like it. And you know, if there's 80,000 people on TikTok who think I'm funny, good. If somebody makes a bad comment, well, fuck you. I don't give it. Mm-hmm. I didn't make this for Joe Blow that I don't know. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, that's right. So I think there's, and there's a big value in that too. Like that's the one thing. And you probably see this having a podcast. Um, you know, when, not that you're searching for validation, but when you just do things like this, like you're all, I've clicked through almost a ton of your videos and they're just you and your opinions and what you've researched, thought about whatever it is on mm-hmm. all kinds of different things. And when people admire that or like that, you go, this is nice. Like there's definitely some cool. validation there that I'm not going to lie. Say sure. that, yeah. it. It, it feels like, that feels really good, good when so, somebody's like, right on brother. I'm like, all right, cool. Yeah. <laughs> and I, it's, it's a great feeling. And I think yeah. that's the same way with, with everything like you we started a clothing company and i was you know i didn't know i'm like nobody's gonna fucking buy this shit and when somebody did we were like oh fuck one person likes this and then yeah. you know you sell a few more and it's just fun but yeah. you, you do things that you believe in and there's a market that's the biggest thing there's a fucking market um, there's probably some lady that talks about different kind of potatoes on youtube with a million followers you're and like people oh, love that shit and all they the love it so all the potato heads love that shit. So how do you market the, the clothing stuff? I mean, do you have other social media for that or how are you getting that? Um, we have, that's, that has an Instagram and, and a Facebook that we don't really use, but that has an Instagram and we just kind of rode with Instagram. We had one release and it was probably, it was like four months ago and um, just basically friends and family and people. And mm-hmm. we bought a small amount of inventory and we sold most of it and we're stoked on it. And we kind of said, okay, now that we know, and kind of look at it let's circle back and do a spring whatever drop on mm-hmm. you know the lingo of the clothing <laughs> that's what they say uh, yeah books yeah, drop whatever. too i, I learned where's that like yeah, my book drops it, in february fucking drop it, out, of an, out of an airplane what the fuck yeah where's it coming from yeah. <laughs> um so we'll circle back probably for spring and maybe like february get our second kind of line out there and it's just been fun. You know, it's a creative thing. We make stuff that we think is cool. And if people like it, great. And we'll probably this time around invest the money into advertising on social media, obviously. And mm-hmm. that's the kind of stuff you, you go as you, it's hard to, and we had no, we had no, no, nothing about the business. Absolutely. I, I listened to you talk about writing a book, same shit. Mm-hmm. You wrote a book in three weeks, decided you want to do it. You did it. 
you have no idea what a publisher, let me go find one. And next thing you know, <laughs> yeah. you got a book. I Googled yeah. your name and the first thing that came up was author. It's like, you didn't know what the fuck you were doing. You knew you wanted to write a book. You did it in three weeks and you were done. That's the same way I am. I'm like, I want to start Give a, a shot. Brand. Give I'm it a try. Yep. I'm gonna, yeah. I'm going to make a couple shirts and throw them out there and see what happens. I'm not going to sit here and look at all the lines. What's, what's the legal stuff. What is, we did it yeah. all right. But I'm like, yeah, I'm, if I if I try to think about that, we'll never get this thing going. And if I worry about this design's not good enough for this name or anything, it's never going to get off the floor. I, that's true. That's the one thing that that's the one thing which I actually really liked listening to that because if I could say one thing about my buddy, that's one thing he always says. He goes, "I never do anything until I feel like it's perfect." I'm like, "Yeah." And he goes, "That's what he said." He goes, "I admire," yeah. and he's what he said. He goes, "That's why I've never done anything." He goes, "I admire you because." every other six months you're doing something new that I didn't even know you're into. I'm like, that's cause I didn't know I was into it six months mm -hmm. ago. <laughs> like, maybe yeah. I was up at 2am and some picture inspired me and I went, Oh, I want to fucking paint. Yeah. <laughs> Started painting. Who knows? But <laughs> I think that's the kind of stuff where the, the quicker you learn to just jump and learn how to fly on the way down. It's it, that's what everybody's doing. Anyways, you go to school for four years get a degree in the field, go to get a job. You're not going to know what the fuck you're doing. I don't care how much schooling you had. It's a job. Yeah. That you don't know. It's new. Here well, we go. Because dude, you're not afraid to, you're not afraid to fall down. I mean, it's the same shit no. we were talking about with the kids, you know, mm -hmm. uh, the more we can get them to fall down and realize, Hey, that ain't that bad. You know, falling off your yep. bike and skinning your knee. Oh fuck that healed. I I'm going to try something <laughs> bigger next time. I'm going to try. Yeah. You know? That habit, that dude, that's what, that's what makes you successful. I mean, define success as you will, but I mean, money's got to have a little bit of it, right? I mean, I'm happier no making about, money yeah. I make now than I did when I was a teacher. You know, I mean, mm -hmm. I lived fine back then, but, um, you know, doing what I do now, I'm like, this is better. <laughs> it's fucking better. Yeah. And it's because, yeah. like you said, you, you can't, you just can't be afraid to to take those yeah. risks but hey man i don't know if you know this but you know here in michigan it's a little past 10 o'clock and uh, i've got yeah. actually some coaches who invited me out at 9 30 to uh oh, perfect Get they're not gonna drink guys. they're not gonna drink them their own they're not you know they won't drink themselves <laughs> i've gotta i've gotta help them out hey, if, there's, <laughs> if there's beers on the table with your name get going man fuck yeah but dude this Jake, was nice man uh i yeah. appreciate you taking the time i uh, uh again i think it's I think that's a classic way for this to happen after we've talked about just doing things. You literally commented on a picture of mine, post yeah. of mine two days ago. I said, you said, listen to my podcast. I said, get me on it. And here we are. So, <laughs> yeah, dude, I, I, do it, you know? yeah, I appreciate it. Dude, and I